When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. watched Odd Thomas. At the top of the graph of who hates this movie is me, with a boiling white hot rage. In the middle is Adam, who thinks this movie may have given him whiplash. And I'm thinking of suing. And third is Scott, who just thinks that this movie is a wet fart. With us today is Justin, who picked this movie. Justin, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. You guys watch such bullshit each week, and then you complain about what I pick. Dude, we don't watch freaking alligator again. Uh, alligator, I, I, I would watch three times in a row before. That's ever because watching you have it. horrible taste. Man. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure that three on one, two times in a row. Have you really seen me? I, I'm I'm at least three people, dude. <laughs> and I, mean, I still stand by the 33 percent on Rotten Tomatoes versus the 50 something percent on Alligator. Is in my favor on this one. Just say True. for a second that Dean Koontz wrote this story, and I've read more than my fair share of Dean Koontz in my life and and he sucks so from the beginning to be fair every adaptation of a dean coons book put to screen is pretty much a piece of shit so mm, it's less of a piece of shit perspective wise or like per, uh, percentage wise than stephen king stuff put to screen but that's because stephen king stuff is actually good so there's <laughs> i i've not read virtually any Dean Koontz other than like one or two books so I can't debate it you're not missing anything seriously it is garbage I I read this book (laughs) so fun Dean Koontz fact relating to one of my old picks from many many eons ago Dean Koontz wrote the novelization for Funhouse yes he did and it's fucking garbage too it's really bad like way worse than the movie Funhouse well how are you going to take a shitty movie and turn it into a good book though like, it doesn't work either way I, I still love I don't know they did it with but... The Exorcist that's true or no 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 and not the Jaws uh, 
I'm sorry, no, the other way around. Uh, not The Exorcist. I was thinking Amityville Horror. Revenge. No, Amityville Horror. You ever read the book for Jaws of Revenge, though? It's fantastic. No, but I read your St. Mort blog about re- you reading it, the adaption more than once. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Odd Thomas. So Odd, <laughs> Odd Thomas can see dead people, and he uses this power to find and capture and sometimes kill bad people. And we discover this right off the bat when he just kind of stops a dude in his car. And uh, apparently this dude was like a former wrestler because being smashed through tables and TV sets has fucking no effect on him whatsoever <laughs> as a human being. And yeah, it all... he, sees, he sees the ghost of a little girl. The little girl leads him to her killer. He chases the killer down, catches him, and hands him into the police. Now, that is, if that sounds like the entire plot of the movie to you, you're wrong. It's just the first 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and in those 45 seconds, I already had a note written down that just says, I feel like I've seen all of this before. And as the movie continued, I realized why that was. This movie, this movie has no, no original plot at all. <laughs> this, this movie is like if somebody sat down and they watched Frighteners, Brick, and Dead Like Me all at once and was like, I could make all of those at the same time. And no, no, you can't. No, those are not things that you combine into one movie. It's not a good idea. So a couple of his friends know about his secret, including a detective who's played by Willem Dafoe, while others just kind of assume that he has some type of gift. Also, how did Willem Dafoe get wrangled into this piece of shit? Uh, I don't know. Have you seen Boondock Saints? He basically plays the same character. Yeah, he plays the exact same character yeah. <laughs> from Boondock Saints, just not gay. Like, that's the yeah. only difference. Yeah. Dude, if Willem Dafoe had dressed up like a woman and snuck into the mall at the end of this movie to help Odd, that would have been fucking amazing. That would have been pretty incredible. Uh, my think. opinion, this movie would change dramatically if that happened. <laughs> so, Dude, no. No, it wouldn't because there would be so many ass wipes on the internet who, who would just be re-quoting Boondock Saints and we just got past that stage. So let's not rile that neckbeard crowd up, all right? <laughs> okay, so so Odd has a dream where a group of faceless people wearing bowling shirts are being shot at while screaming for help. And yeah. uh, one of his friends, I believe her name is V, confesses to having a weird dream where she's shot to pieces by someone wearing a bowling shirt, which makes Odd conclude that this is not just your ordinary dream. It is also, at this point, fairly early in the movie, this is, again, what, five minutes into the movie, five, ten minutes in the movie, that I've already written down the note, Stormy and Odd's relationship is unbearable. Oh, God. (laughs) It was like a teenager. No, let's say a sophomore in high school wrote their characterizations and then how they interact and then, like, rewrote it. was like, no, 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 no. That's too mature. (laughs) It is so – it's, like, so fucking obnoxious. Like, I was – every time that the two of them were telling each other how much they loved each other, I wanted to throw my laptop against a wall. I was so annoyed by every sentence that poured out of their fucking mouths. You guys do realize I'm taking notes on – right now on all the things that piss you off the most (laughs) just so I can pick the best thing next time. So just so I can know. You know, maybe next time we just won't give you a pick. No, no, no. I I really do want you to anyone. (laughs) This is horror movie night. (laughs) If you can can top this, then I would be a wreck. If he can top this plus horns. Because, like, really, this combo is so fucking infuriating. (laughs) Okay, so so Odd has psychic uh, magnetism. Odd has 
whatever ability he needs to have in the scene <laughs> as it calls it's for. Called, it's called exposition, all right? All right, so he has whatever. That introduces him to Fungus Bob Robertson, which Odd breaks into his house, finds newspaper clippings of mass murders, as well as a blank calendar page for the next day. And that's when Bob uh, Odd realizes that Bob is planning some type of massacre in less than 24 hours. And that's appropriate because this movie feels like it's been on for 24 hours as is. But again, we're only at about the 20-minute mark of this thing. The police can't find anything on Fungus Bob. They trust that Odd knows what he's talking about. Then Fungus Bob tracks down Stormy and Odd when they're on a picnic and tries to attack them. Odd and Stormy then go to a bowling alley where they find a bunch of people wearing the same bowling shirts as Odd's dream, but Odd does not believe that the massacre is going to happen there. But regardless, they ask a cop to to stay there. And this is where I wrote two different notes. The first note said, this movie thinks that it's funnier and smarter than it actually is. And then I wrote, what's that tattoo mean? Uh, it's just this new metal band from Southtown. We are, we are, <laughs> we are the youth of the nation. <laughs> can we talk about how shitty that tattoo is, by the way? Like, it's, it's it, I want POD on my arm, but can you put it in Times New Roman font? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I wish Fuck that old English bullshit. <laughs> I want something. I want the most boring. I want the most boring word tattoo ever. So Odd talks to V about her dream and realizes that this massacre is much bigger than a bowling alley. You know, like they already fucking established in the scene prior where he's like, it's not going to happen at this bowling alley. They hear a girl screaming for help and uh, she's chased by some dogs and someone shoots and kills the dogs, but it's too late and the girl's already dead. Then Odd comes home to find Fungus Bob's dead body uh, and seems like Odd is being framed for murder. He moves the body and concludes that Bob had been dead for a while and that it was actually an angry ghost that attacked him in Stormy. Meanwhile, uh, Willem Dafoe is shot, but he's not killed. Odd returns to Bob's house to find more information and finds evidence of explosives and body parts and fingers and tattoos matching the POD tattoo on the police officer's arm. And I also wrote this note of, well, now that I've got my fingerprints on everything, let me call the police about this guy that I've been repeatedly accusing of being a murderer. Odd arrives at a mall where two police officers, as well as the man who saved the girl, quote unquote, from being attacked by dogs, are all in on planning this massacre. Odd manages to stop the shooter, get in a van full of explosives, and use it to kill the main officer. Uh, But sadly, he was not able to save Stormy and informs her that she should pass on, but he will reunite with her one day, and then he travels to Las Vegas to clean up the city. And that's Which fucking- is actually where John Dies at the End begins. Basically. Um, you know, I, it's funny that you, Justin, messaged yeah. Matt saying that it was like, it, it's a more tolerable movie if it's in the John Dies at the End universe, which I would say John Dies at the End is in the Phantasm universe. John Dies at the End is a great book and a mediocre movie at best, and and this movie is is just straight terrible. But I just think that it's funny to look at the stylistic similarities. I just wanted to mention it here, and I'm done. So I I had a couple notes that I wrote down here beyond the ones that I read. One of them just is this honestly might be one of the worst movies i watched in a long time, and I watched Liz and Dick this week. I am actually thrilled that this movie was such a terrible flop. It only made $570,000 of its $27 million budget. God damn. <laughs> Shit, really? Yeah. 
Uh, but wow. it also makes me sad because I think that the actor who plays Odd Thomas is a really solid actor and he doesn't get enough work. And that will continue as long as he keeps doing movies like Odd not, Thomas. Not in this fucking movie. He's not. <laughs> not in this. He was a large part of why I liked the movie, though, because I think even if, if the movie no. sucks, which I Don't understand lie. it sucks. No, no, no. I, there's two reasons. I'm going to say there, I'm, there I'm, are I'm two reasons. Straight. Addison Tomlin's left boob and right boob. We know. <laughs> That's not true, dude. That picture that I sent to like several, the two of the three of you, it's not about her boobs. Don't worry, man. I it's saw it. It's not about her boobs, man. It's not about her boobs. Well, uh, I mean, she, but anyway, she's pretty, but th- there is she's no gorgeous. saving this movie. Gorgeous. It's, I don't, I don't give a shit. On, on a, on a, okay, let's let's say on a scale from one. To Addison Tomlin, how hot is your wife? I'm not going to answer that on anything that's recorded, <laughs> unless Listen, I want to like, yeah. Hey, I, I'm, no, personally, no I'd say, I'd say podcast, she is so not even on that scale. She is beyond that scale. Good try. Good try. <laughs> Pause there, says it all. You're fucked. The director and writer of this movie was Steven Summers, who has a mostly garbage track record as far as I'm concerned. With the exception of one masterpiece that we absolutely must discuss on Horror Movie Night one day. But uh, most of his career was doing The Mummy and The Mummy Returns and The Scorpion King and Van Helsing and G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra. But right smack in the middle is a masterpiece known as Deep Rising. That movie's a piece of shit. Oh, absolutely, but I love it way more than Odd Thomas. You know, I actually rewatched that, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago because Monster Movie. Yeah. And... Jesus Christ, it is so bad. It, it's like every good part of Leviathan extrapolated into the worst fucking 2000 era. Or was that 1998? That, that was 98. Out. That was the big old 98. Oh, Christ. I don't know. I like the one scene where the, uh, the giant squid monster regurgitates a half-digested guy and he screams for help. That was pretty, pretty gnarly. Justin, did you read this book? No, I haven't. Okay, uh, I'd, I'd like to, if somebody can in the comments, remind, because I think there's one plot point, and I might be remembering it completely wrong, but I think it was that throughout the whole book, you're thinking that Fungus Bob is the killer. I mean, everything is really pointing towards him, and whatever, we didn't mention the Bodocs, but there's these things called the Bodocs that are constantly showing up Oh yeah, I kept forgetting wherever. to write them down in the notes, but yeah, the Bodocs are there too, being whatever. <laughs> yeah, they are like a sign of, you know, something catastrophic is going to happen. So, like, they're always around this guy and all this shit. I think if I remember it correctly in the book, the guy's not even part of the whole terrorist plot. He is just, like, obsessed with killers and mass murderers and stuff. And he kind of just, like, knows that something's going to go down. Or he just, like, wants to be there to, like, watch it happen. I, for- I forget. But in this movie, they make him, like, a central part of, like, He's a Satanist too, and and they're all gonna do it. Blah. Yeah, they've all <laughs> they've been friends since fourteen. I love the random fucking information at the end of the movie that Odd Thomas tells us, where I'm just like, how? Like, how do you know this? You blew up or murdered almost every single person that was involved with this giant scheme. So it's not like, the dude, not the dude that got hit in the mouth with the baseball bat. I guess that's the guy that confesses all of this information. Yeah. Well, when we were fourteen, we started killing things, <laughs> and then we killed a man, and we realized, you know what? It was pretty fucking sweet. So we thought, <laughs> yeah, we'll kill a whole mall full of people. I, I, for like, they were just like they're Satanists. They were. That's in why it, they're doing this. They were in it for the fucking long con too, because. 
they were like, that's when we decided to become cops and build up trust in this town. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, if you really wanted to commit mass murder, I, kudos. Kudos to the 10, 15 years of build up just to get through it. Ugh, fuck this movie. Can, can I ask about another random, like, subplot why is it every single time that they call the captain or the captain or whatever the hell he is he is a detective guy he's uh he's about to get it on and then they interrupt him like what's that about i feel like that well, was I, their idea of comedy while making the movie yeah, it, it wasn't funny <laughs> but i was like what the hell no, nor was any line of dialogue that was supposed to be comedic <laughs> oh my god there's one in on. here that was so fucking bad it was like <laughs> he rolls up he rolls up Fungus Bob in like in that sheet, and then he oh, goes, God. "I'm either gonna, I'm either gonna get arrested for murder or for rolling the, the biggest joint, joint ever." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was at that point when I was like, "Man, I need to put on Revenge of the Nerds." I haven't watched that. In a while. <laughs> uh, that's a great movie. Can we agree about that? Yeah, no, I think we can all agree that Revenge okay. of the Nerds is right. the best. Stark contrast to this stinking pile yeah, of work. It's shit. a, it's the best pro rape movie that's ever been made. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, even better than rape Are squad? you forgetting that rape squad? Yeah. <laughs> Future horror movie night pick rape squad. <laughs> Man, like all that. of that hard work that we did with those numbers on Dr. Giggles will just plummet. <laughs> all we need to do is get SoundCloud to push rape squad. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get even more comments and just say, what the fuck is this shit? You know, this has another name. It goes by Active Vengeance. And we'll be like, no, 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 you're not allowed to use that. You have, you have to use it. We can't. Oh, shit. All right. So, Justin, did you come to the table with some with some stuff? Uh, you've been I, we keep interrupting not, you. Not really. I, I basically my my notes. And to be fair, it's not a good movie. I just enjoy it. And I'll be the first to admit it's not a good movie. But uh, I think Anton Yelchin actually has a great performance. I I think he's a great actor, honestly. I think think he has the best performance in this movie. But this is far from the best performance in his career. Oh, that's true. That's true. No, I don't think that he has a good performance. He just has charisma and likability. But that end scene where he's saying goodbye to Stormy and there's no dialogue and they're both just staring at each other and weeping into the camera. Fuck off. That was awful. I forgot about that part. Hey, guys, spoiler alert. I haven't watched this movie in a year. <laughs> Yo, I was not about to rewatch this garbage. <laughs> I watched it on Netflix with the subtitles on with no sound, and it was still annoying as piss. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that end part. I mean, I feel like they somebody was like some, some poor sap got paid like nine bucks an hour. To like cut an onion underneath everybody's mouths and just like, don't, don't cry, but just stare at the camera and don't blink. And that's how they got that scene to work because I could not have cared less about anybody in this movie. Like, I knew that she, that it was all going to be like looking at her, looking at her having sex with her ghost and everything like that at the end. I mean, I I knew that she died. Come on. There's everything in this movie is like so hyper telegraphed to the audience of what the twists and turns are that it's like unbelievable. Like, Dude, I can imagine M Night just sitting in the in the audience when this came out in the theaters, being like, 
Oh, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> because, like, has a, I can't think of a more obvious red herring than Fungus Bob. Like, yeah, and you know what else? I'm pretty sure Fungus Bob is the same character as the guy at the beginning of Giant Eyes at the End, who's like, that's the axe that killed me. <laughs> it's like the same fucking character with the same dead eyes and stubble. That's, I don't know. That ending with the girl was like, well, we know where this is going. And, like, the fucking cop with the P.O.D. tattoo. Like, why would there ever be a reason to draw attention to this tattoo that has not had any attention drawn to it up until this point? We're 45 fucking minutes into the movie. And it's like, well, we don't know where the massacre is going to happen. And we think that the red herring's going to do it. And it's like, hey, cop, what's up with that tattoo? And his non-convincing, shady answer where it's like, oh, so he's the guy. Well, there's also the scene right before, like, the action scene. No, right before the dogs and the chick where they were, like, riding on their scooter. And she's like, odd, quick, pull over to the side of the road so I can tell you how much I love you. And I'm like, you're going to die. You're definitely going to die. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. And then the second that she stood up and there was no, like, she said or did nothing because that fucking chatty Kathy never shuts her goddamn mouth. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like well, she's a ghost. <laughs> like, she she was a much better character when she didn't speak. Yeah. 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 Whoa, 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 listen, not acceptable. We can talk all the strippers and the porn stars dying in Piranha 3D, but that crossed the line. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Hey, let's talk about a better movie that we discussed last week. Uh, all right, so Adam, do you have any do you have any notes for us? I do. We better get into these so we can hurry up and stop talking about this fucking yeah, movie. Because I got some shit I need to talk about that I watched this week. <laughs> I have two notes within the first 45 seconds. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, movie. Please slow down. And they just crammed an entire movie's worth of plot into 45 seconds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We hit the three minute and 12 second mark of this movie, and I hate it. I already hate it, like, a lot. I really don't like anything that's going on here. Knows parkour. Andy Pondo, he's a boxer. He's got everything going for him. Uh, they're through this be- this like pool party, and everything is just getting smashed to pieces. And I was like, "Wow, every piece of per- furniture in this place is brittle, like a cracker, dried blood on it." <laughs> Some of the dialogue in this movie is just so bad. Holy shit! <laughs> oh yeah, that's what this movie needs—a character who's a manic pixie dream girl. Thanks. I'm surprised that Matt didn't love this movie because it had his favorite trope in it. I like that trope maybe four or five in four or five movies, but I am even infuriated by most maxi pick girl, pick uh, whatever fucking pixie girls. <laughs> Max, maxi pick girls. Maxi pick girls. <laughs> girls who do pictures. How for many beers maxi did you drink before this? Like one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just drunk uh, uh, on rage. Do you guys know what Bodak stands for? Because it's big old dick and cock kissers. That's what that stands for. That's how bored I was when I was watching the movie. Okay, so just everybody in this town has supernatural capabilities because that black girl's having dreams. Stormy always knows when to call when something bad's going on. Odd has every power that you can imagine ever. And everyone's so quirky, too. <laughs> We're all so quirky in this town. 
everybody's got a little stuff about them. So, uh, exposition, exposition movie about exposition. It never stops. I mean, it was like, it was like Anton Yelton didn't take a fucking breath this entire movie because he had to explain everything that was about to happen. What he then, explained was probably a better movie than what we watched. Yeah, <laughs> if, if they had put Anton Yelton in a dark room with a fucking camcorder and he just explained <laughs> the plot of this book, it would have been a better movie. It's just a, it's a live action book on tape. He's hey, literally Adam. just sitting in a chair reading it to you. Adam, how many more notes do you have? I need to know if I need to go refill my bourbon. You got time. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, he's got another 10, 10 pages or so of notes. <laughs> All right. Every girl in this town is just dying for a length of odds cock. Every woman oh. that gets near him, like, hitting on him or is, like, kind of into him. And is like, so how's things going with Stormy? Is your relationship maybe a bit stormy with her? Huh? Oh, uh, 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 why did Patton Oswalt make this goddamn cameo? Why? Why did uh, he do that to you? He has no scruples when it comes to cameos, and I love it. This is also so probably the hey. time when he was doing like cameos in Supernatural. So I'm fairly convinced that that he agrees to do cameos in movies just so he has shit to make fun of in his stand-up. That's oh, yeah. It's exactly what it is. You're so smart. Good job. So uh, the, some of the dialogue is so seriously cringe-inducing. It was like it was like I could feel the cringe washing over me like a wave that would engulf the universe. That's how that cringe felt to me. <laughs> bullshit fucking dialogue in this movie odds powers are just ever changing now he has like super detective skills where he has like fucking photographic memory and he can like zoom in on stuff that happened earlier in the movie and shit it's like oh my god Dormy gives love <laughs> you're so upset by that you're like oh it's really ruined my night <laughs> well he's like I can see dead people oh and I have visions about the future Oh, and I can, like, relive past events and see, notice details I didn't earlier. Oh, and I also have psychic magnetism. That's knowing power, for sure. Stormy stops the movie and gives a speech about love at a left field. Dude, you're so fucking dead. Oh, Scott's favorite scene of the movie is the chick comes running through the scrapyard and her tits are slow motion, bouncing up and down. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite? You should look in the mirror, bro. I know you <laughs> yeah, would. that was my favorite part, too. Willem Dafoe wishes that his character died so that he didn't have to be in this movie anymore. Okay, I, I don't remember what the exact line of dialogue, but Stormy was pretty much like, well, you can't blame me. I'm a woman. <laughs> that, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was like a point spin. He's like, listen, Stormy, I, I think everyone in this specific place is about to die, so don't be there. And she's like, odd I'm a woman. I'm not going to listen. Bye. And just rides away. I'm like, oh my God. She's such a turd. Honestly, I mean, we're all like, we know that she died, but we were all hoping she was dead after that ice cream shot got shot up. I know that I was. <laughs> also, how the fuck old is everybody who like, they're like, oh, I mean, Adam, you can, you can speak to this because you actually put yourself through reading that piece of shit book. But, uh, how old is everybody supposed to be if she's working in an ice cream shop? They're they're pretty young. I think they're like 20, maybe. I don't but, know, man. Yeah. I don't think that ice cream shop is a legitimate job for a 20-year-old. I, maybe it's me being a prick, but well, I don't know. It really took me out of the story. Oh, okay. When he gets out of the hospital, the entire town is there, and they're all holding signs uh, for him. 
There's like a big hero's welcome parade. I was like, what the shit is this? What the fuck? Man? It's like the fucking, it's like the scene in goddamn uh, Big Fish when he returns to the weird oh, town. God. <laughs> By the way, that movie's not nearly as good as I used to think it is. So, so Odd is definitely having a bunch of ghost sex at the end of this movie, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Another, another question about the ghost sex. Aren't ghosts not supposed to be able to touch people? So, like, is he having ghost sex? Like, no, he's he really... just awkwardly jerking off in front of his girlfriend's ghost. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, that sounds a little bit like your sex life, Matt. It's like, yeah, baby, baby. Let me feed you this ice cream, and instead I'm actually pouring it all over my pubes. God, with all the, with all the scenes where Odd flashes back to what was really going on, why couldn't we have had that shit? <laughs> it's just a whole sequence of all this shit. That would have been legitimately laughing. <laughs> Stroking it with ice cream <laughs> all over the pubes, uh, like the ultimate cry right there. <laughs> you're just tearing up because you like those sheets. They're never gonna be clean. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be fair; they're already probably pretty sticky anyway. So another thing about the ghost sex: if if he is able to touch her, do you think if he's on top, it just looks like he's like floating on a cushion of air? <laughs> also, one more thing about the ghost sex. Um, <laughs> Do you think when People he finishes, like think there were twelve? <laughs> do you think that when he finishes, it just like shoots across the room? Or just, like... Dude, I, I'm gonna get real gross here for a second. But what do you think? Does you once came in your own me? eye, so you can't really shock us with anything. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have to go through all the, all the horror club shit to find that reference. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's retroactive it's episodes, uh, but I don't even I, remember no, when that I, was. No, me neither. I think, <laughs> no, you know what it was? You told us off air, and then we just made an off, like an offhand comment about it. So we've never even like told people the story. We just keep referencing this time. Good, it didn't <laughs> fucking happen. <laughs> Can't prove anything. <laughs> Listen, so... So, no sex. Do you think that, like, there's... <laughs> it the dick? subject! <laughs> I, that, I, I actually had one more question about to go <laughs> Do you think there's any cleanup involved? God damn, you and I are the same person. Oh. I just imagine okay. he, like, gets up and it looks like he got slimed just from his belly button. He's like, oh, that was good, Stormy. Thanks so much. <laughs> I can honestly so... say I did not think about any of this. <laughs> so, so this takes place oh, in the same uh, as John Guys at the end, Phantasm, and Ghostbusters. All right. Don okay. is going to have a field day with this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. man. Listen, so I, this is what I think is that Stormy went to Vegas. Because he had already, like, been to New York and he didn't want to talk about that. Because he found Slimer, got the sloppiest blowjob ever, <laughs> and then was like, you know what? I can't really top this. Better go to fucking Vegas. Oh, Your dog did not approve of that shot. joke. <laughs> Hold on. I, I have to abandon. Some people just came to my house. I'm running into another room. <laughs> Ask them their opinions of ghost sex. 
No, I am definitely not. I'm glad I have headphones on right now. That's all I have to say. I bet that you're probably not as glad for not having any pants on because you've been no. jacking off to Addison Tomlin's ghost sex for the last fucking 15 minutes of this conversation. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That that does conclude the five notes that I had about ghost sex. <laughs> Okay, and then it's the very end of the movie, and holy shit, it feels like we have to put up with 45 minutes of this, like, every character reunites at the end, and they have this long goodbye, cry into the camera, turn into butterflies, and everybody hug, fucking ending. <laughs> oh, fucking, oh, it's just cringy. And then, of course, Odd is going to monologue at the end, and I think everybody at home should uh, take out their pens and notepads as well. So that he can expose a little life lesson to you. Because he's very philosophical in this movie. He's teaching us a lot about life. Anyways, I was done and I uh, I was like reading through my notes. And I realized that I hadn't made any notes at all about like the big action set piece at the end of the movie. And I'm like, and I'm also not going to make any notes for it now. Because I literally don't care about anything that happened with that shit. <laughs> Alright, well, Justin, thank you for picking this movie. Sure, 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 <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> Do you this have turned any- out so much better than I could have expected. <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, man. I ectoplasmed on myself, actually. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug or promote? Yeah, actually, uh, I have a podcast called The Farsighted and a website called The Farsighted, which is at farsightedblog.com. I uh, actually, just last week, I got to speak to uh, Greg Antonito of the uh, Bouncing Souls and uh, Mike Park. So that was a pretty awesome uh, time for me. They were two of like my idols growing up. So Did you yeah. finally get an answer of why every single Bouncing Souls song sounds the exact fucking same? Because they're all awesome and you suck. So. <laughs> God, they're the Bouncing Souls, all right? Nobody can beat them. They drink beer and they wear beers. <laughs> It's fucking hot. That, that was pretty good until like, you like forgot the end of that that line, but that was pretty awesome. So anyway. Yeah, I did. Well, you know what? I don't have Gina here to lean on, so what do you want from me? Hey, there you go. There you go. I think I heard one of their songs on the radio. Yeah, you probably did. That's all I have to plug. <laughs> did you watch anything besides uh, Odd Thomas this week? We'll start with you on the what did yeah, we watch I watched week? I watched Hell Comes to Frogtown this week just to uh, honor Roddy Piper. It was right. awesome, yeah, as did. it always is. It's a good movie. I mean, it's No They Live, but it is still a good movie. Oh, no, it's No They Live, but I've literally watched that, I think, like a dozen times over the last year, so I'm, I think they, I'm good with they, that one. They Live doesn't have the dance of the three snakes, bro. <laughs> it's true. And I also watched Big Trouble in Little China for the first time. I don't know why the hell it took me 33 years of my life to watch that movie. So My favorite John Ama- Carpenter film. It's amazing. Amazing. All right, how about Adam? What did, what did you watch this week? Um, I watched the end of The Daily Show. Well, of John Stewart's run on The Daily Show. Um, which means the end of the Daily Show, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to be watching anymore. It was, uh, it was. Uh, did any, uh, did anybody watch it? I did not. No. no. Did anybody watch when Stephen Colbert finished his show or whatever? I watched the clip of him singing "We'll uh, Meet Again." Yeah. 
somehow somehow this was more toned down than the end of Stephen Colbert's. Actually, it was a little weird. Not they just closed out with I think it was a Bruce Springsteen song, and then it was over. I watched the newest episode of Rick and Morty, and I'm a man. I will admit it made me tear up at the end. It was a, a bleak fucking episode, like as bleak as that show's ever gone. Uh, it really hit close to home. It was a hard watch, but. I don't know. That's still only episode three, I believe. So they've got another uh, eight episodes to go. I'm excited to watch the rest of that. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. (laughs) Oh, I watched some stupid shit this week. I am slogging my way through the Slumber Party Massacre trilogy. The first one is not as good as I remember from jacking off furiously to it in high school. (laughs) It really finds its footing in the second film. Yeah, which I I have never seen beyond. I I believe, is that the one where they have their, their garage band practice in the first five minutes or so? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty stoked to watch that. It's going to be good. And then, uh, oh, I watched The Return of Swamp Thing on your non-suggestion. It was bad. Are you going to watch everything that we tell you is shit and tell you not to watch it? You're just going to go out and... Yeah, I will at least defend Return of Swamp Thing for being very aware of what it is. Right, but it's so over-the-top aware of what it's doing that it is garbage. I watched Monkey Shines for next week, and I can't wait to just be incredibly effusive about that film. And I watched something else. Oh, I watched American Hustle. How was that? I still haven't seen it. Dumb as shit. Okay. (laughs) But it's basically like a bunch of really awesome actors ad-libbing. It's got Christian Bale with a huge gut, and so the first thing you see is him with a huge gut and terrible comb over, and the and so the second thing I hear after he starts with his internal monologue is Megan sitting next to me going, "Oh my God, he's gonna die. He treats his body like total shit," which is true. Uh, so Christian Bale, if you're listening, fingers crossed because we've already done three thousand listens on Doctor Giggles, so this has to reach his ears at some point. <laughs> Christian Bale. You can stay skinny. You don't have to keep gaining weight and losing it for movies. Um, Amy Adams' side boob is everywhere chewing scenes in, in American Hustle. Looking fantastic. She is a great actress. Second best role that she's done aside from Enchanted. Then we have Bradley Cooper with a jerry curl. <laughs> no joke. Second best role he's had to his character in What Hot American Summer. And then it's got... Hawkeye. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, forget Jennifer Lawrence. She just plays psycho girlfriend like she does in everything. And then it's got Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Dahmer as the the mayor of New York City. Finally, that Avenger got the respect that he finally deserved. So that's American also for you. That's the Avenger that deserves the least amount of respect. Dude, you, you don't love watching The Hunger Games along with Iron Man? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm so happy that they mix in bow hunter like cabela's hunting experience with with my <laughs> fucking comic book movies so that, that's enough of the bullshit i watched so i watched night flyer which turns out i've actually already seen night flyer like halfway through it i was like wait i have seen this i don't hate that movie it's no good. it's not bad at all i just i completely forgot that it was something that had passed 
my eyes previously, so I was like, oh shit, I have seen this. I, I bought, actually I grabbed Monkey Shine because I saw that it was on sale and figured why not, but I also grabbed the Tales from the Crypt slash Volts of Horror double feature. Uh, they're both British anthology films from the 70s. They're both pretty good. Tales from the Crypt was a little bit better, but definitely nothing worth more than like one or two viewings of, but I just wanted to give that a quick shout out. Now to the two things that were really worthy of watching. I watched Nall, The Food of the Gods 2, which... It's on my list, by the way. Which Come is... along with my, 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 uh, my plan to watch everything you watch. Okay, so this movie... This is one of those movies, it was made in like the late 80s, early 90s, but it still uses that 1950s version of like, we've got giant rats by just having actual sized rats in like really small locations. <laughs> um, so it's... It's kind of like Flowers for Algernon. Yeah, it's it's fucking bad. And um the but the best scene in the movie, so the food of the gods is that they find a way to make food and it's supposed to make the food bigger so they can feed third world countries. But what they find out is that if you eat the food, you also grow to ginormous sizes. And there is a scene where a dude has a dream that he's banging a chick and like he's rubbing her (laughs) hair and his hand keeps getting bigger and bigger and then she starts screaming and he's ginormous and she's just on him and she looks like the size of a normal dick compared to the rest of his body. It's the (laughs) most awkward fucking thing I've ever seen in a movie. I could not believe it. Like, I'm like, where's this going? Like, I'm watching as the scene progresses. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And then last night, I watched Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball, uh, slime ball Bowl-O-Rama. Stars Lene Quigley. Yep. And it's about three geeks who are trying to peek in on a sorority hazing. And they get caught. And those three geeks and two pledges are told that they must break into a bowling alley and steal something from it, and they accidentally break open a trophy in which unleashes an evil imp who makes them have random fantasy scenes, not unlike waxwork, <laughs> where where they imagine themselves in different famous horror scenes. But the most impressive thing about this movie is that it is one of the early films of a director whose name I can't totally pronounce, but he is the director of Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge. Yes! Uh, and he also made such classic pieces of cinema as The Brotherhood 2, Leeches, and one of my personal favorite movies, A Talking Cat, which might still be on Netflix, and if it is, you should definitely take some time to watch Talking Wait, Cat. This guy went from Toulon's Revenge to A Talking Cat? Yeah. Really? Yeah, uh, and and somewhere in the middle of that transition was Hansel and Gretel, Warriors of Witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, hey, he... let's let's remember though. Let's remember the good times. Watch. <laughs> let's remember the fact that w- when we actually did watch and discuss Toulon's Revenge, which will be a, a retroactive episode very soon, we all agreed that it's not a great film. No, so he's, he's it's not, not that big of a surprise that he went from bad movie to really shitty movie. Yep, no, that's about uh, that's about right. Also, Scott, thank you for uh, tracking down those photos. <laughs> so, yeah, I just sent the guys <laughs> the the dude banging the chick as he's getting bigger, and there is some quality side boobs <laughs> and some really like bad hair. Doing, why does it look like they're doing it in like a laboratory? Uh, or because why is she doing it on a bed of 
because he's a scientist having a wet dream. <laughs> Listen, I'm a vegan, and I have never fucked anything on a bed of spinach. That should say something to you. All right, that was Odd Thomas. Next week, we're going to be talking about monkey shines, uh, as picked by our good friend from the Reddit Horror Club days, Plymouth. I don't know if she's actually going to appear on the episode, because she never appears on any of the episodes. But uh, would love it if you could, Plymouth. We would definitely like to talk you. talk Monkey Shines with you. Just a reminder, you can always keep in touch with us on our Facebook page, following us on our SoundCloud page, following, subscribing, and rating on our iTunes, and you know, sending us some emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. And we are going to try something new coming up soon. We want you, the listeners, not the people who are active on the Reddit Horror page, but the other listeners who hate Reddit, as you probably should, because it's a fairly garbage site, uh, email us <laughs> movies that you want us to review, and we'll pick a couple of those as well and mix them in to the, the podcast and, and have some fun. So send yep. some movie picks to hmnpodcast.com, or podcast at gmail.com. Yes, it's, uh, we're going to have the new round coming up. We need to fill up ten slots, so there's definitely plenty open. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you guys are fucking three-year-olds. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, also, you, you didn't ask anybody the most important question. People, please send us a list of who you want to be slimed by. Who are the sexiest ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> yes, who are the sexiest ghosts to have an Odd Thomas-style love relationship with? Let us know at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Dibs on Martha Washington. If you've ever had sex with a ghost and can answer the many questions that we had (laughs) regarding how that works, we freely appreciate it. Ray stands. We're waiting on your phone call. (laughs) (laughs) Discussing all those Stephen King collections a while ago, we were talking about the Langoliers, and this ties back into our, our discussion of Odd Thomas. What if they made a porn version of the Langoliers and called it the Bangoliers? Well, I thought for sure you were going Wangoliers. <laughs> you, you want me to? You want me to keep that in there, Scott? You want me, I, well, could I, put, like I could put out. that as a bumper at the end or something. <laughs> I, w- I would like to point out that there's an eight-year-old blind girl in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Night Flyer does not discriminate. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, festive podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. 
and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react our friendship might be totally stable but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game so come shake things up learn something new and laugh along with us this is unstable topics You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 